tick tick boom was about how he thought he was wasting time and then of course a lot of his friends were dying of AIDS and you know it was and there was a bunch of songs about yeah because the woman in there the main main girl was named Susan and I don't think that was the name of his actual wife so I don't know if that's true but oh, I didn't watch married? the end. He was. He was. With I somebody. did not know that. Mm-hmm. I remember he was. Because I watched a, a documentary about his life when Rent, after I watched Rent the first time. And was I was it like, part of the Rent DVD or was it something separate? It may have been because I used to take the DVDs and watch that stuff too. I know you've always been into yeah. watching like the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I'm a behind the scenes hoe. <laughs> <laughs> have we started? Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your blurred girl, Bola. You're tech-dependent millennial, and we got our tech-savvy one. I'm the Ms. Ike. <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> yeah, Whitney here. Uh, Whitney with no... What, what did we si- decide to, t- to call you? We're going to call you tech-savvy. Ah, I don't like that. I like the. Uh, I like what you said last episode. No no tagline Oh, yeah, Whitney. no tagline Whitney. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you're actually good. I think okay. I turned up the game a little bit, so we might be all right. So, okay. peeps. Sometime in 2022, hopefully we will upgrade our equipment to allow for three or four microphones. But right now we're only working with two, and we have got a special guest star. She's not even a special Woo! guest star. Recurring guest. Recurring guest star. Recurring guest. Jane here. So Let's clap it up. Clap it up Woo! for Jane. <laughs> Jane so got... insane in the membrane. Okay. I like what? That. I, like that. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, so we got two mics, three girls. That sounds. Somehow inappropriate. No, it's not. I don't know how many cups. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that introduction. That was beautiful. It was impromptu. You made me think of um, Winifred Sanderson when you just said that. Thank you, Zachary, for that marvelous introduction. (laughs) Spell on you. No, we're going to And now. You're <laughs> You can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. It's been 300 years down today. Now the witch is back. And there's hell to pay. Mm. I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. <laughs> the beat drops and everything. Yay, Whitney. <laughs> Your solo <laughs> performance. Yay. Solo. I'm sorry. I just... I Hocus Pocus. She so knows all the words. I only know that little chorus <laughs> part, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Your memory. Gone, gone, gone. So long. I want it fell on you. See, I don't know that part either. And it was strong. So, so strong, strong, so strong, so strong. Your wretched little eyes have all been cursed because of all the witches living. I'm the worst. I put a spell on you. And now you're, you're mine. Look out, look out, look out. Wow. I I do not remember. I only know that one line. I put a spell on you. I only know the extra parts. I mean, other parts of the movie I could not quote as well, but it's a song. So, like, the song stood with me, and I just, like, that's my favorite part of the movie is the song. All right. So, today, guys, we are going to be talking about the movie Promising Young Woman. And if you haven't seen it, then y'all, you gotta see it. It's on HBO Max now. It is amazing. I've seen it. We watched it just before recording. Me, Bola, and Jane. And that was probably about the fourth or fifth time that I've watched oh, it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh I didn't know you I watched it. I've seen it twice, time. y'all. I saw it in theaters by myself. Oh. And I was like, this is amazing. I would have gone with you. <laughs> well, that was the issue. Is that she was so interested in it at the uh-huh. beginning of the year. 
Um, because I, I remember. Not the of, I think this was last year, actually. Was it last year? Because I remember we went to Expectation all together, and then you told us you were gonna go watch a movie by yourself, and I was like, I didn't really get what the stuff was. I was like, it I saw the trailer. Movie, no, it I no, it wasn't that, that long I ago. Because remember, that I also saw I by myself the movie by um, with Khaleesi and um. Oh yeah, that I never saw that. You know, I need I mean, to watch that like, this you know, season. Are you talking about Sam so Clapton, yeah. where he was in the wheelchair? Huh? You talking about Sam Clapton, no, no, where he was no, in the no. wheelchair? I'm talking about the one. No, the Christmas um, movie that she last did. Last Christmas, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely promising young woman because I remember. Because then you came back at me a few weeks later and was like, you need to see this. And I was like, okay, and, Whitney, and I brushed you off. Has it been that long since it came out? Yeah, it hasn't been that long. It was just last what year. What was the actual... I mean, no, that feels like a long out. time ago. Because I feel like it was probably around summertime, maybe? Yeah. I feel like it was. <laughs> anyway. Well, maybe we went to Expectation not in, not in January then. <laughs> I think we did go to Expe- at least I went to Expectation. Yeah, it was it was released on January twenty fifth. See, so I'm I'm not wrong. Of this yep. year, last year of twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay. what it was because I knew it was like soon after, um, the first of the year because I know me and the other girls went like before Christmas and then I wanted all of you to go so we all went together to mm. Expectation and you were like I'm gonna go watch that movie and then we were like so you left us early and me her Jane and me J- Jane and Chad like stayed. And we, anyway, oh, wow. it, it, we all watched. You went and watched that movie by yourself because I remember. That feels huh. like a different era of time. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. Anyway, but it's been out for a while. And it's gotten a lot of buzz, and um, honestly, noteworthy, and it deserves all the buzz it got. It certainly deserves it. Yes, it does, y'all. So we're gonna get into it and talk about it, and you know, whatever else we yeah. want to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> But first, we're going to get into Blurred Out, and because we are good hosts, right, Whitney? Yes, right. We are going to let our guests blurt out first. Oh, wow, I get to go first. Wow. I feel so special. Go ahead, girl. Um, I I finally watched The Queen's Gambit. (gasps) Oh, wow. I, oh, like, I don't know. I'm, like, two years late to the You're game. Not, like, like, I haven't I, seen it at all. I haven't no, seen it at all. You should see it. I had my mom watch it. Yeah. She was like, this is amazing. What I know. Sorry, what did you think? So, it was amazing. Yes! It was beautiful. Yes! I'm sure. I was yes! not interested. Chess, I was interested. Druggies doing chess, no, I was not interested. I know. That's the thing. I was, I was kind so of, like. I was by that, and I was like, I'm done with the druggies. But it's not movie. like she was just, yeah. like. I mean, yes, she was an addict, but it wasn't, like, I... her fault, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it was, like, a sad, like, background story. Yeah. I mean, although her character's really interesting, but, like, yeah, that was really good, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I love a good anti-hero, <laughs> but I, I kind of, yeah, like, I kind of felt the same way that Bulla did, where I was just like, ah, I don't feel like watching, like, a, a drug addict show, like, um, <laughs> Me neither. I was like, Dumb. that's why I never watched it, y'all. But, no, it's so, like, everything, like, the, it's a period piece, so it's, like, gorgeous, mm. just, like, her fashion alone was What's amazing. Which period is it, by the it's way? It's in the 60s. Oh, yeah. is it British? Because I know she's British. No. No, it's in America. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has an American accent then. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was a British person. That was, it was yep. so good. It was, it w- I think it was not as intense as I thought it would be, which was actually good. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, I was afraid it was going to get really dark. Um, mm-hmm. But it did, it got dark, but it wasn't like depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was, it was good. Um, yeah, so I've I watched that. Um, have you guys seen uh, the Maid show 
I'm no, not I yet. Netflix. That's the one I didn't really that's not yet. have an interest in, though. Yeah, I have a semi-interest. That's also I tend to watch really like depressing shows <laughs> on on Netflix. Jane, do you need to talk? <laughs> like, yeah. So that was that was really good. That was a beautiful story. It, it's a movie or a series. It's a series. Okay. okay. Um, but also like female protagonist. Um, yeah. but that story is very different. Like she. Um, she's like escaping like an abusive relationship and um, and then her process of like trying to figure that out as a woman who's you know she doesn't have a lot of job prospects so she becomes a maid Mm -hmm. and just like navigating like the social system and like social services and how crappy that is (laughs) and at first I was like no I'm I'm a social worker I don't need any more stories like this like I I don't want to watch this I know that's why I was like oh god this is gonna be yeah so I was kind of surprised that I actually watched it remember the lifetime movies back in the day was always like a woman being battered so that's what it was a joke not back in the day that was a <laughs> it's still going on apparently. You I haven't watched like I know it's still else. happening. It's the wives who are murdering people now. People yeah. <laughs> but no, they did it really well. Like it wasn't like constant sob story and her character's really strong and it's it's actually based off of a kind of st- true story. So mm. like a a woman wrote a memoir about her experience and that's what it's based off of but yeah it was really good and then there is um an indian actor in it and (laughs) like it's it's cool what they did with like the love interests there and and stuff like that and yeah (laughs) and like just squid game y'all it's not just squid game (laughs) like uh like a it it, like the power dynamics between that it was it was really good so yeah right so that means we need to check up well maybe i will I will definitely consider Queen's Gambit a little bit better. I know yes. I'm very late, but yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was, was just, you the whole beautiful. drug thing well, was I like, like, I'm like, I don't care for it. it. You were gonna come it's back not overly like, druggy. Oh God, it was so good. It's not too intense. Like, she's not shooting up heroin or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to check it out. Yes, I'm going to check it out once, through, like, once I get through my list. it's not long. It's a mini series. It's not long. It's really, really good. Yeah, I think I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be like 10 episodes, but it was like seven or something. It was like a weird number. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Hmm. All right, Whitney, what about you? Huh, what am I blurting out about? I can't be, I, I've actually started re-watching Bones, and I think I started re-watching Bones because I, one of the uh, episodes of Lucifer I was watching, he was trying not to fall asleep, and he, like, binge-watched every single season <laughs> of Bones. And I was like, I haven't watched Bones in a while, and I used to really love Bones. And it's not like I stopped loving it, it's just show ADD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's got, like, 12 seasons, but I'm just like, this show is so good, and I've been re-watching it. I'm on season two now, and I'm like, ah, so good. Like, it's a really character-driven show, it and is. the characters are so good, so I'm, I'm not just gonna lie. really As enjoying. much as I don't, I don't care to binge-watch, like, crime, <laughs> I can't binge-watch that. I know. But, like, that's why I had to break, take a break from, she kind of recommended I watch um, Killing Eve. Which is actually great, but because I'm no, not the greatest, those of, like, are not the one. same caliber of show at all. Like, exactly. do not compare Killing Eve and Bones. Like, that is like fine wine versus like you know the. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yes. there's killing and stabbing in all of them. No, there's some kind of death no. happening. How much I love Killing Eve. I know. There's some kind of death happening yeah. in all of them. Anyway, what I was saying was, why have was. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. I would not recommend <laughs> killing you for you because I feel like I actually watched the first episode and, and or two and it wasn't that bad. I feel like you would like it for like the style and like the fashion and style. like just oh, the yeah, cinematography the and everything, <laughs> but like just the 
of murdering. Exactly. <laughs> so I couldn't binge watch many like antiheroes. Yeah. Just, you know, like, more Jane um, and I's jam. <laughs> but it's such good acting. Like it's a really bad, good show. You guys just love a bad girl. Like yes. Sandra O. Oh, like anything with Sandra O. Oh and it is just. Like, I know. I'm really feeling like these women centered shows. Like it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to watch it. I yeah. wanted to give it a shot. So I mean, I can watch The Handmaid's Tale. That's pretty intense. Yeah, it is. And I've watched all the seasons. Well, I haven't watched the newest one. I haven't watched the newest one. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list to watch. But I don't know why I haven't gotten around to it. There's so much stuff now. Yeah. So much stuff. Well, that's definitely a show I can't watch. I cannot binge watch. I have to watch like maybe one or two episodes and I have to take film? a break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it though. Probably have Very like, I felt about like 13 reasons why. I never finished all of the seasons. I think I got to season, I, I think I finished season three. Oh yeah. But I think I, I had like maybe one or two more seasons, but it's one of those ones where, I mean, it's excellent. Like, cause it really makes mm-hmm. you like feel and like. It was, I, I feel a very particular way. <laughs> I, I like Tell stopped me. at season one and i was like no i'm not gonna watch this okay. <laughs> Which show is season, 13 reasons why um, yeah it's you've got to be in a really good place to watch it yeah because it's really it's, I, it's like i i like this show for realistically approaching uh that topic of mm-hmm. like rape in high school and like suicide and all of those things mm-hmm. but it just from a mental health standpoint it just like those choices like you don't have to be that realistic mm-hmm. Or, or in terms of, like, I, I think the main thing was, spoiler, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they very specifically show how she commits suicide. Ooh. And generally, like, movies, and it's kind of just generally understood that when you depict suicide by, like, cutting, mm. you don't show how it's actually done. Oh, mm. so people won't learn how to do it. Yeah, so oh, people so won't learn how. And they, they chose, like, it was a creative choice that they were like, we're going to depict this very, very realistically. Mm. And so it's just... Well, you know, Netflix, they have Yeah. The yeah. actual everything. rape scene was, like, super graphic. That was just, brutal. just, like, watching it yeah. for, like, your eyes are wide, like, oh, my God, this is awful. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I kind of understand that choice of, like, showing that brutality, yeah. but... Other that. shows have approached it differently, and then in the whole time you're watching, I, I just felt like it's too much. It's too much. Like, I what what is the purpose of this? Like, if it was to like demonstrate like some there was a grander point, and there is mm-hmm. like that all of these people are you know super damaged. Yeah, <laughs> or like they're at fault, and they're mm-hmm. the reasons why she committed suicide. But like. It was too much. It was too much. And and then, like, I I guess it continues, and it's just kind of like, why is the story continuing? Like, (laughs) do we need to make, like, a teen show that's super dramatic and crazy? Season two. Season two. More people getting raped and, like, yeah. It was. Wow. Really? And the second one in season two was, like, super, like, graphic. Yeah. I mean, both of them were really graphic, but it's just, like, you're like traumatized <laughs> after you yeah. watch this episode, which I can see fulfilling like an artistic purpose or purpose of like showing how horrible and how much the effects last long yeah. after the actual traumatic event. Like mm-hmm. you know, you don't this doesn't happen to someone and then they just continue yeah. on. They're yeah. like, this is like a dark pall over them for like mm-hmm. the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really I like, like setting a preference, a uh, preference, um, not a preference. A precedent for our tone for our next topic. Yeah. Well, so I would compare that show to like, uh, did you watch Unbelieved? 
So that's also about like a, a girl yeah, who's who's raped, mm-hmm. um, and she's a teenager. But that they approach that like so much differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, is obviously, it to you? that's well. I mean, it's a very different type of show. Like that one's uh, of the perspective of like the investigation and the aftermath mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. this show was very much like exploring their teen lives, and it was a drama <laughs> about mm-hmm. high school and stuff. So yeah. I get that. But they they approach that. I feel was like it a they high did that. Well. Kids that raped their girl in thirteen. 13 Reasons Why? why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so another class. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a lot of a lot of interesting perspectives on this topic. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Honestly. Well, anyway, let me blurt out real quick. Oh, I know. I wasn't done with my blurt out. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. I can't even remember what I was blurting out about. You what said you watched Bones. Oh, oh Bones. Yeah. Bones. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So Bones has been really great rewatching it. Mm-hmm. But... I'm also blurting out about the fact, I can't remember if I mentioned this last um, episode or not, about the fact that there's going to be a season two of Centaur World. Oh, Lord. Oh, yay. Yes. I'm yes. so excited. I'm happy out, for you. I think like December 11th. Not the butt cartoon. It was, not the it's, butt cartoon. It's not all about butts. There know. are some fantastic, there are some fantastic scenes. It looks pretty fun. I, it is. It it looks looks like she's kind of sold trip. me on it. <laughs> It looks and like an animated acid trip. Little kids love butts and farts and stuff like that. I know. Well, you need, kids, you know, you need this content. Like, in between all these intense shows yeah. that we watch, like, we need I'm some. all for and watching, like, the, like, animation, yeah. but, yeah. I, you know, I'm all for watching animation, but I can't get down with it. But it's, it's really not, not about, like, butts all the time. It was, like, that one episode. And I can't I mean, get it's over still, it. It's still <laughs> a weird show, I have. But it's, like, it's wonderful. Like, the music is just amazing, and it just really, like, Very kind colorful. of hits you. I'm music. sorry, I can't yeah. separate the if whole package for me. If you want to like me. pull me into any movie or TV show, like start with the music because that's what. Oh yeah, me. definitely. Like, the first episode when when um, Riders sung the song to her to her um, to horse, trying to calm the horse down. <laughs> I was like, nodding oh my along. God, they like, got me in horror. <laughs> in sinker, and that is before uh, just kind of. Not segueing because we're not going there yet. Bola still has to blur it out, but that kind of is how they got me on Promising Young Woman as well because yeah. the music just pulled me in. But we'll talk about that once we actually get it. Audible sigh, cue <laughs> audible sigh. I can get down with the music for anything, but if the visuals and the concept, I just can't get over it's it. It's not it's your style. Not my, it's, it's not, not my your thing. thing. I can't do Adventure Time. I can't do Steven Universe. I, I love just can't. Both of those. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't understand, They're but I, but I leave really you alone great. with it. I do and not judge quite, you. Like great and like an epic fantasy type thing. Well, actually, Adventure I don't judge Time you. Is more of like an epic <laughs> fantasy because it's like the world building in Adventure Time is just amazing. It's where I, okay, I'm I gonna blur it out now. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm gonna blur <laughs> yeah, it out now. I know. Okay, <laughs> it's time to cut you off. Because I just spiraling into. Because I know you love them. I'm like, I'm gonna blur it out now. Okay, so we I'm. Okay, so I'm blurting out about two um two things. Um one, I watched this film on Netflix called Passing. Have any of you heard oh, about it? I I've so that's on it. my list. It's Rebecca Hall. I think it's Rebecca Hall is the um she's an actress, but she's directed this mm-hmm. and it stars um Ruth Naga, who's a a, a British like a British uh, act, I, I want to say Irish actress, hmm. and um, Tessa Thompson. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. And um, it's an interesting topic because it's kind of away from what we're talking about, but it is about two st- women. But it's about the story of um, two women who um, can pass for white mm-hmm. in the 1920s in America, mm-hmm. and how they used to grow up together. They were fi- they were like friends, and then 
they separated, of course, mm-hmm. and one chose to pass for white mm-hmm. and the other one didn't. Mm-hmm. And so they meet again as the one who didn't is pretending to pass for white just so she can go to a nicer area mm-hmm. to get her black son some mm-hmm. stuff. And then they see each other. Um, and then stuff happens. And it's very interesting because it's shot in black and white. It's even shot in yeah. four. Yes, yeah, shot in yeah, black and white. Yeah, it's very artistic. Shot, it's very mm-hmm. artistic. It's shot in like four, three. So it's very boxy. Oh, and all that wow. was, of course, a ch- of course, a choice that mm-hmm. the... Um, it was talk to talk about labels and boxing people in, and I just honestly this it, this goes beyond colorism to me. Mm-hmm. Almost as like when you think of people passing and the the fact that they had to choose this, you understand was like survival mm-hmm. instincts. But yeah. it's also it struck me because for me as a black woman, I would never, I can't pass for white one, but I would never want to. Mm-hmm. Like I, that idea to me blows my mind. It's like why would you want to be white? No offense to white people, but mm-hmm. why would you want to be white? Is what I think. As a black person. I understand that too. I would not want to either, but also I did not grow up in the 20s or the 50s or 60s where that might have been like, like you said, a survival mechanism. Yeah, but it's not, it's not even that. It's like you're denying your whole self. Like when you pass for white, like in the, like in the movie, Mm -hmm. the one that did that, she had to forsake everyone she knew like mm. she could not yeah. get in touch with her family oh, everything Thorn acting. <laughs> <laughs> we talked earlier i don't know if it was another episode or if it was just another time about no. how frustrated Bella i was Thor. with twilight because bella Thorne was going to be like you know what f my family bite me i'll never see them again they can believe i was dead and i was like you bitch <laughs> oh, what i did not know there was that much she yeah, yeah. she talked about it last episode she's like you know what it's fine they can believe i'm dead i'm just gonna never see them again i'm like you selfish something something <laughs> because like your dad is already like trying oh to you're out. talking about her character i thought you were talking about the actress bella, bella thorne. thorne that's what i thought i was so confused she went was her name yeah. thorne in twilight no. no her last name wasn't thorne. My swan bad. i swan, think yes yeah. so at first i was like you bella thorne i thought she was just my apologies to Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne, I don't think I have anything against you. <laughs> I'm actually not sure what you've been in, so that might not be true, but I don't think have I have you, anything against you. Have you ever <laughs> seen the Disney Channel shows um, with Zendaya? That was like, the first one she did called Shake It Up. Nope. Um, have you ever seen The Duff? Yes. She's the hot girl in The Duff. I can't remember hair. anyone except for The Duff and the love interest of The Duff. But anyway, I, I, I mean, I, I don't even know why I know her name. <laughs> I know her name because she's always in the, she's also she's like in tabloids only fans or something. And like, because oh, yeah. she's not, she's not been able to get like really good acting roles. Like her and Zendaya's futures went totally different ways. And so now for her to make money, she does only fans. Hey, I'm not gonna hate on anybody for their uh, their choice they made to, hey, to get by. In this chick world. can make thousands of dollars in one day. That's what she wants to do, showing her body to strangers. That's but what yeah, she wants to do. My bad, Bella Thorne. I have nothing against you. Didn't even really wasn't that familiar with you. So Bella Swan was the Bella character Swan. Name Bella Swan is a something something. Okay, so okay. you don't like. She's talking about how Bella the selfishness has to... of like the horror and like trauma that you would cause your family because you just don't care. I'm just gonna run off with this vampire boy and not give. Wait, let's let's bring you in. I'm let's bring you in. So we did talk about this so last passing, episode. That sounds passing like a great was movie. A great film. <laughs> Honestly, it's just it was so interesting because it's like a lot of these. But I understood why she did it. It was so that the character, like anybody back then, did it because. 
of how black people were perceived is so mm-hmm. t- so to me it was like an, watching it was interesting mm-hmm. but it was also like an affront to my sensibilities because mm-hmm. I'm very pro black very you know very I'm African as well so it's mm-hmm. like I'm very like African I'm very dark skinned this I bought a painting with a black lady on it her skin's so <laughs> black and obsidian black I love it I'm just blackly black okay <laughs> and I was like it's an affront to me I was like why would you did yes <laughs> darkness <laughs> the black of the berry the sweet of the juice okay <laughs> i can't remember the, the me neither the that's song. all i remember it's from it's from hairspray anyway but i just it was oh, an affront to me that. yeah that's yeah, the song yeah yeah so it was an affront to me but at the same time it just it made me sad for what she had to do yeah. but it's honestly an interesting uh when you see the characters it's the one that um one character's name is irene and one's in claire mm-hmm. and it's almost like when their world intertwined it's like irene who chose to stay black and marry someone black, it's like her world just ends a little bit. You know, her within herself, she just becomes very insecure that now this person is like brought back into the blackness. And because she's so fair skinned and everyone loves her and she's so charming, it almost makes her feel some kind of way when I'm like, what are you talking about? Irene, you have the best thing and you chose to stay with your people. It's it's very interesting. I really recommend people watch it. It's like a slow, steady thing, but mm. it's very interesting, not very long. Has a twist at the end that I want to tell you all about, but I just it made me think like I really had to go watch something because I couldn't understand what happened in the end. Mm-hmm. But once I did, I was like, man, this is very interesting. And I will say this last point is the main reason why Rebecca Hall did it, and she's a white British actress mm-hmm. who has American. Her mother's American, mm-hmm. so she found out that her great great grandfather, I think, mm-hmm. had done this. He had passed for white, mm-hmm. so there is African American in her family somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when she had discovered this, and then she had read this book, this is based off a book mm-hmm. uh, by um, a person who could also pass for white, mm-hmm. but she chose not to as well. The mm-hmm. art, the actual writer of the book called Passing. So it's just very interesting um, movie. I'm glad I watched it. It's very artistic, very uh, thought provoking. It stirred something in me as well to be extra black, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I really liked it. And then my other thing I'm blurting out about is Adele's album, y'all. Go. Baby. Sorry, oh wow, that was beautiful. I have not heard it yet. Any of it? You haven't? Well, I forgot. You don't listen to the you don't listen to the radio. I know. I just heard that one song on the radio. Easy on yeah. Me. Oh my god, it's I beautiful. love Adele. I streamed it. It's all. top Adele. You know. I, and the reason why I bring it up is because that she was in the news recently. Like she had a a really big CBS special with Oprah. I heard it. I need to go watch because I missed it. I only saw clips online. But then people were getting at her in another interview about what she had said about TikTok. And how she was like, no, she doesn't care to write anything for TikTok. And then people were getting at her because she's like, oh my God, Adele says she doesn't care to write anything for TikTok. And then she's like, I'm sorry, but she's like, I'm, I don't, she's like, if everybody else is writing for TikTok, I'd rather write about stuff from my generation. She's like, I'm sorry, but I'm like, I want to write for the people in thirties and forties who have been through stuff, divorces, children, and all this stuff mm-hmm. who are going to therapy. Cause she's like, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. She's like, so I can't, she's like, they can write about TikTok songs, but I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you go Adele, you do it. Don't cater to the masses. You don't exactly. have to cater to the young little yeah. Gen Zers. We need music like hers. Cause if you, I listened to in the car by myself, I was driving all day mm-hmm. yesterday. And what I love about her is not only that she's just, a simple vocalist and she doesn't try to be anything else mm-hmm. beyond that but even the way she writes is so completely from the heart mm-hmm. that you feel her 
in the songs that you're in the lyrics yeah. like you understand and it's not superfluous language or mm-hmm. it's just her, simply her telling you how she feels mm-hmm. yeah and you get it like it hits you she's it's very so beautiful connected. She's so mm-hmm. it's so like, beautiful it's so what, so what does that her. mean yeah. writing for tiktok it means writing all the popular songs, like the ones that people do all the challenges to. Oh, just like you more, know, like savage. more bops or something. Yes, more like, bops or just you know what? mindless music. I'm sorry, not all of it. I mean, mindless. I because that's not her style. No one Thank has you. to like, and I mean, I feel like uh, her songs are like kind of memeified, like a little bit, like hello. Yeah, like, that one is the main everywhere. one. <laughs> I think is that, but people. The problem is people are like, no, people on TikTok still love her, but it's just like. Like, a case in point, they'll take Ed Sheeran's new song, like, Bad Habits, or, like, the Shivers song. Mm-hmm. It's kind of upbeat. Both of them are kind of upbeat. So, people do TikTok dance videos to them. But nothing on Adele's new album you can do a dance to. It's just oh, you yeah. listen to an awesome singer talk about her experience and her yeah. music and everything. I mean, that's definitely her it's, style of... Yeah, I don't yeah. know why anyone would expect something different. singer songwriter soul so yeah. much, and I'm sorry, I'm, Please, everybody, go stream Adele's new album. Just I'm do it. I'm going to check it out. It's so I do, beautiful. I love Adele. Like, I remember when I first heard Hello, it was, like, I guess it was probably the day or week it came out, but I was on a train to uh-huh. New York with my mom for our Broadway weekend, mm-hmm. and I guess I was actually listening to the radio, or I guess Google Play or whatnot, what I, whatnot that day, and I just listened, and I was just like, it just, like, mm-hmm. hit it me hits in you. the chest. That's exactly like, what I was saying. Whitney, we're always here. That's exactly like, what I was saying. Oh, my God. Hello from the other side. You just, yeah, it just, I, boom. I but it also, that just it illustrates for me how frustrated I am with just media today. Like, yeah. if anyone says anything that remotely, like, contradicts what you think, Cancel then they culture. should be canceled. Yeah, and I'm it's like, terrible. can there be no dissenting voices? Like, yeah. what? What? What the heck? I just don't understand it. It's just so the way the con- the cancel culture. Like, thank. God, I don't think anyone will cancel Adele. But um, I don't. I don't even think that she'll care. That seems a little ridiculous to cancel Adele. But people are actually getting backlash about it. For, like such like, minor stuff. Hilariously, where it's like, they disagree with you, so they should be canceled. Mm-hmm. Or they question something, so they should be canceled. Like yeah. what? That's what I'm saying. The whole thing where like everybody is like, you must comply with what I believe, yeah. or you're wrong. And I'm like, no. That's not how it's going, boo-boo. Okay, chill out. <laughs> anyway, those are my two blurred outs. I would recommend watching Passing on Netflix. That's where you can stream it, guys. And Adele's album is anywhere you listen to music. <laughs> it's just a good listen, y'all. Just feed your soul with it. It's very therapy. It's just, she got some mixture. What I like about her, she's basically the Edda James of our time. Ooh. Like, you don't have oh, people yeah, singing sure. like this that yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And she's very much so. You can tell her voice is like, seasoned by those influences you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i just love because i just think about listening she, she's literally just talking in the whole story the only other person i know does that is taylor swift however she has some negative stuff going on with her right now <laughs> what's going on with taylor swift well basically people are like with the new song she's come out she's come out with this breakup song or something where she's talking i don't know she's talking about one of her exes and everyone has a ver- apparently figured out that it is um 
Jake Gyllenhaal and John yeah. Mayer. And so now they've both been getting death threats from the Swifties, which oh, is like, wow. her, yeah, they have, and yeah. it's actually been na- making no, national I, news. No, I've, I've heard about it. So, I mean, it's, I don't think it's really her fault. I it's, agree. Yeah, so you it's. You know what's, this is the thing, people blame her all the time, though. So it's a time-honored cool. tradition for singers to sing about their crappy exes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, Taylor Swift is notorious for, like, singing about her boyfriends and everyone, and she's got a string of just very high-profile boyfriends. That's what I'm saying. So, so everyone loves to gossip about it, but I mean, like, I feel like they blame her though she but i'm like everybody sings about their she has really good singer songwriter like she writes her music and sometimes it's like really beautiful and then other times i'm like i hate it yeah Yeah, like it's a little too poppy but honestly the song taylor swift song that i haven't liked (laughs) i do like taylor swift most songs i I do like not all of her songs i do like a lot of her her newer ones i do i'm not gonna lie her newer intensely poppy songs i'm like eh. which one though like tell me which one you don't like uh i don't know like uh is it the delicate one or is it for the best my reputation's never been much so oh no 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 like that's definitely like me. it'll stay stuck in your head i don't know like never got out of style i don't know if that's the song title oh um, the one that say you remember me yeah <clears throat> i haven't heard wildest oh wait no, that's Wildest Dream. No, 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 not that song. It was um, We'll Never Go Out of Style. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Um, Is that the one she did with the guy from A Panic at the Disco? I don't know. <laughs> like, I can't keep up. There is, but it's, it, the it's song the my that everyone's talking about, that song is beautiful. It's, re- it's, it's gorgeous. Red, and I was like, she. I remember she was on Saturday Night Live last week, and she did like a whole, the first time ever, she did like a whole 10-minute no, set. It's from It's from the Red Album. It's oh, it's a different song. It's too? all too well. Okay, I think it's the it's same. It's the same long song, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love mm-hmm. the um. Is it called Trouble? Once upon a time, a few mistakes ago, I was on your side. You left me alone. You found oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot. About oh, that I one. knew you were yeah, trouble when you walked in. Yeah. yeah, that's probably one of the poppy ones Jane doesn't like. I mean, I like them. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I don't like them, it's but okay. I'm saying like. I like them, and I will listen to them and enjoy it. But they're not the best to you. But, like, I guess the songs that I admire of hers are mm-hmm. the ones that are more, like, singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like... Like, I like her one called Lover that the, she had The lyrics year. that mm-hmm. are more, like, thoughtfully written versus yeah. the ones that are poppy. very poppy. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I just think it's interesting, because even I was having this discussion with my sister, and it's like my sister was getting so mad at Taylor. They're like, why does she ever... They, and I'm like, and everyone's getting mad. Jake Gyllenhaal was like, I thought she got over it. I was like, who says she was still about you? She's just writing about an experience. Exactly. So I was mad at how, how uh, people are it mad at him. I was mad she that he said that. She decided to exercise oh, it out of her head by writing about it. Yeah, because he had, like, made a statement. Of oh. the Janet Jackson song on, um, I can't remember what album it was. It was the one with, um, I'm sorry, I don't. I, I don't know either. But anyway, um. It had Charlie something on it. I think she was a country singer. She's like, clouds. These are my clouds. And it's like, oh, the um, I, you, I bet you think the song is about you. Oh. But then it was the one she sampled that, and it was ha ha who thought she got her money? Greedy mother got to have your cake and eat it too. Yes, that son of a gun. Yes, son of a gun. Because it's like this is a time honored tradition. People always sing about. 
I bet you think the song is about you. Or, You're so lame. That's the part. That's the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. I was like, just mad that he commented like especially that. Especially like country artists. This is like always what happens. They talk about their exes. Yeah. Like, yeah. get I over mean, it, people. I mean, honestly, every song is about somebody. Yeah. And but these the people thing, who made the death threat, they just needed an excuse. Someone who's that unhinged didn't need the song. Yeah, they that's just were a little crazy. To you, point their crazy ass. I will say yeah. this last point, then we're going to move on to our main topic, but. On the news, it did say that somebody had sent John Mayer a DM telling him that he should go kill himself and die and stuff. And John Mayer actually responded to him. He's like, he's like, excuse me, do you really think that? The person was shocked and they were like, oh my god, oh no, I'm sorry, I don't really want you to die. I just was saying that because you know. I mean, yeah, so I think it was like it was weird that. He actually talked to the person and responded like, "You really want me to die over this Taylor Swift song?" I feel like people when I dated can her like ten years ago, so much more hateful nowadays, just yeah, because just you just have the, the anonymity of the yeah. internet. But they and, think she should like rain her people, and I'm like, how can an artist be responsible? She can't for all control people what people do. Exactly. <laughs> I That's just don't a little ridiculous. Yeah, and she's not like for. Well, I haven't heard the song, but I seriously doubt that in her song she's like she don't mention them. No, no, people are like proposing. People are like I think people are noticing the creepiness of these older actor men that were dating her, and at the time she was like nineteen, twenty, and so it was just a little. Well, no, I mean, I think what she's doing is really powerful because, I mean, she's trying to get control over, I don't know if you've been following, like, mm -hmm, her her masters, and so she's re-releasing these songs, Mm -hmm. and so that's why everyone's, like, revisiting every Mm -hmm. time, and so, but I mean, it's really powerful, like, she's re-releasing and has control over her own music, so. I'm not gonna lie, I thought he was, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, like, J.T. Hall's like, And people want to now come at her for that. I feel like this is really tying into our kind of theme for November about how people really want to jump on women for taking mm-hmm. like yeah. taking back ownership mm-hmm. and like agency for themselves mm-hmm. and as soon as soon as we do then some people have something to say exactly <laughs> perfect segue Whitney I think I'm cute better myself so now we're gonna get into our movie as we know promising young woman so first we're gonna start with what first impressions all right who wants to go first I will start because I already hinted at it. They <laughs> pulled me in from the moment that I heard the classical version of Britney Spears' Toxic. Yeah, mm. me too. On the trailer. I was like, that. oh my God. Yeah. This is like, oh my God, it's fire. It is mm. fire. Okay, what about you? I think, pr- well, uh, side note, like segue, <laughs> like just that song Toxic has so many iterations. Oh my God. Yes, and I it's just it. like, even I love though the Glee version it's too. A, a Britney song, you like, when it first it's came out, bitch. like, yeah, like, <laughs> but it will like last forever. Yes. <laughs> That's one of our really good songs. Like Toxic it is will. like, I can't hate it. Like Taylor Swift, I've got to say, I have never heard a Britney Spears song that I didn't like. <laughs> That is true. I didn't like one of her newer ones, but I recently saw something. I else. actually like that song. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, three yeah, something in between. I was like, all right, baby. Now you're pandering, chick. Now you're pandering. That's what I was like, nah. You're so catchy. Anyway, okay, back to your first impression. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, for me, it was the music, and definitely, like, I was excited i like carrie mulligan so yeah she's yeah. a very good british actress and, and does just, american accent very convincingly yeah and honestly i was not as like i know you guys were really familiar with her the only other time i have ever seen carrie mulligan that i know of is with 
is in a Doctor Who episode. She was yeah, in the I one don't, with the Weeping Angels. I don't even really know what I know her from before this movie. You guys movie. have not watched an education? Yeah, yeah. so or, there's an education, um, Great Gatsby. In, she was in Great Gatsby. I haven't um, seen that still. <gasps> what? Yeah, That's actually really good. Seen, really? And okay. I like it. I don't know. She's had, like, small roles all over the place, but... Yeah, and then, um... This is the one that once she got nominated for. Um, she was in one of the British period pieces too, besides Education, because that was one of them. And then I watched Suffrage, Suffragette. And oh yeah, I just end up watching a lot of her one. British stuff. So yeah. I've seen her in a lot of things. She's, she's okay. just a quality actress. Yeah, and then there was something <laughs> called On Chesil Sally Sparrow from Doctor Who. On Chesil Beach. <laughs> on Chesil Beach was that her? No, that was no, that, that was Saoirse Ronan. Ronan. Yeah, I love okay. Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> I can never remember how to pronounce her first name. I know Saoirse. I'm glad you did it first because I was like I was struggling in my Once brain. Once I learned, I got it. That's I my thing. Like, like, you oh, guys no. know I'm, I'm good. Once I learned the language, I would have had to like put phonetically on my. <laughs> and I think it's funny because, like, I, every time she goes on like a talk show, she like the naturally the hosts are like, "How do you pronounce your name?" <laughs> that also reminds me of this comedian that I've seen some like clips from on YouTube, and her name is like, I think it's like Aisha oh, B. Yeah, yeah, Ainsling. Yeah, Ainsling B. Like, I love her too, and she's also like, Irish. It's just Irish wait, names. Not I think it's pronounced. Is it Ashley? I don't know. I always, I think, I I think it of it as like, Ainsling, but it, I don't think that I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, it looks like, <laughs> it, it's spelled Ainsling, but when I heard them say her name on it, it was yeah. like Ashley or something, and I was like, what? It's something really, like, it, normal. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, that does not sound yeah. But it's just, like, so interesting how, you know, other cultures or languages or whatnot, maybe it's Gaelic or whatever, just, like, the way the words come together is like mm-hmm. not what I would have. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because we're approaching it with our like American yeah. English Sir, what way is of Sir reading she's, it. What uh, is Cersei's name? Cersha. 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 I can't do a good Irish accent. Cersha Ronan. Oh, so it's Irish. I'm trying. Yeah, she's yeah, Irish. She's Irish. See, that makes sense because like Ainsling or Ashley. I think she's also like <laughs> yeah, Irish. Yeah, she's Irish. So have, maybe have, have you guys ever factor. seen the movie Drive or Dig? Oh yeah, Drive. That's where I know her from, and Pride and Prejudice. Or Far From the Maddening Crown, the one with um, she played one of the younger sisters, the one with um, the one that British actress, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. That that Pride and Prejudice. I know it's been done so many times. So yeah, that's the one I like anyway. That's the one I like too. And she's in that. She's one. No, she's the one that couldn't. That was shy. She wasn't the one that played the piano, but she was the one. No, she wasn't the shy one. She was the one of the giggling ones that didn't really have a story. Yeah, but she wasn't the one that ran away with the soldier. (laughs) Okay, she was her little. Remember, she had her little sister that was like they were always giggling too much together. I wouldn't really remember her from that movie. (laughs) Like I, I didn't even realize that was her. I mean, she did Northanger Abbey too. Again, I like to watch British period. Yeah, me too. I, I watched Northanger Abbey. Anyway, okay. So my impression, I just have one word. Mm-hmm. And I really thought about this word. I hope I'm using it right. But <laughs> oh, wow. The word I would have for this show is, um, this movie is subversive. Oh. Because yes. this movie subverts yes, what you think. Yes. 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 Bring out that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that master's education. Snap it up. But this movie kind of subverts what you think of as the traditional, like, first you think it's going to be like, um, by the trailer you think it's going to be some kind of like slasher flick or something. I don't know, I 
just thought she was gonna be killing people in it. It was definitely gonna be like that revenge. Yes, and then it subverts what the revenge movie is. Like, really think that she is killing these people that she's like. Yes, all the impressions. I love that shot where she's eating the donut, and it's like the jelly, and you think it's blood. You think she killed the first guy? That's what I'm saying. This movie, in so many ways, it subverts what you think your expectations of what you think is gonna happen. Like it, sometimes it plays like a pop girly film like and then you go it goes sudden it goes left real quick yeah it's, it's very so it's very intentional because they use these poppy so colors effective. these pinks yeah mm-hmm. and it was and intentional very girly like, it was intentional yeah. it was intentional and i also love the fact this isn't so much subversive but or maybe it is i love the fact about how she turns around around the male gaze like the construction workers mm-hmm. were like Oh yeah, that was a and powerful she just scene. Stares at and them. she just stares and at them. And then you can see how uncomfortable they get. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but this is how probably a lot of females exactly, are exactly. And they're like, ah, yeah. you know what? Forget you, Z. And then they walk off, and it's like, but mm-hmm. this is how you make other yeah. women feel. It was so interesting. Mm-hmm. I love this uh, quote that I have. Um, it's someone's the. I think the main um, the director is a woman. It's also an actress. Her mm-hmm. name is um, oh, also Lord. an actress. Yeah. I didn't know that. She was in something. I'll have to get back at you with what it was. What was her name? I just... Emerald... Emerald Fennel. Yeah, Emerald. Ooh, Lord. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I just had her name <laughs> on my tongue. Uh-huh. Emerald Fennel, um, Fennel. And then, basically, she was saying how the this kind of movie kind of... um, It showed you, like, what happens when good people find out that they're not so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, she's almost... And people kind of say that they was... I don't know if this was intentional or not, but she's kind of become, like almost like the avenging angel for people because mm-hmm. there was like halos and circles around her because she takes upon herself to fight for her friend Nina who could not mm-hmm. who, well it's implied that um, spoilers uh, it's implied that she had committed suicide and she's not in, she's talked about but she's not in the movie mm-hmm. and because of this suicide it's like it upends both of their lives you know and it just comes to show that trauma like this like um trauma from same, abuse rape stays. and everything it it so stays it kind of mm-hmm. stunts your growth and your Mm-hmm. Your yeah. ability to cope and exist and live and stuff a That's little bit. That's really good what you said about stunting your growth. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, really, that Cassie was stuck. Yes, she couldn't move and on. Couldn't, yeah. Like, I got that yeah. impression so much. I know, I mean, time. that goes to the title of, like, Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Of, like, how she had mm-hmm. all this promise. Mm-hmm. And then, because of this event, it kind of stops her. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. the funny thing is, in the movie, we talked about how that's the kind of reason why they don't want to let these women have their justice because they're like, oh, do you want to just ruin a young man's future? Yeah, the promising the young promising man. The promising young man, yeah. but what about the, the promising, promising young, young woman? woman. Yeah. You know, the woman before this but interruption. By saying that, you're saying that we shouldn't believe the promising young woman. Exactly. So you have essentially chosen a side. And, and, beca- and again, like you said, because she was a promising young woman, but when this interruption happens, it upends her and then she doesn't become that anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what happened to Nina. Like, she couldn't deal with the the trauma of the assault and i mean I, when we saw the, that there was a video and then everyone was just laughing at her witnessing yeah. it the bystanders nobody did nothing to help her just complicit it was terrible yeah. like i don't I, it's not good to like not move on but i don't blame her for not being able to cope with that kind of thing it's yeah. terrible of course yeah yeah it's interesting what you said about did you say something about like a mirror mm-hmm it is, because um, the, the video that we watched, mm-hmm. um, the, the tape mm-hmm. video. We're going to put in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, we will. We'll Couple put it in videos. the show notes. But it's interesting, like, what she says about turning a mirror on, because all these people, like, a lot of these characters that she confronts, they're like, they, they maintain, I'm a good guy. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm the nice guy. Yeah, the, the nice, nice guy, guy is trope. Movie. Let's talk about yeah. that. But it's like if you look in the mirror, she's like when she turns the mirror on them, they see that it's like you're not as nice as you think. Mm-hmm. Let's think of a Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the man in the mirror. Oh yeah. I'm asking him to change his ways. I don't know the rest of it. If you want to make the world a better place, better look at yourself and make a change. I'm sorry, we go from the first. I know. Oh wow. Okay. Sorry, Jamie. We do that sometimes. We were feeling that song because it's so much, so true. That's a good song. Yeah, I can't remember lyrics like you guys. I'm just like, yeah, change. but so it it does it it makes you look at look and then i think it's even funny that she had like they had specifically casted a bunch of people who have played nice people in the past Uh, guys were like people we've seen them always play likable likable guys who are always who always play the good guys Mm -hmm. and like the actresses like like uh what was her name not marissa um this is why i have notes on this and i couldn't remember like her, uh, her old friend Madison. Mm-hmm. Oh, Allison like, Brie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who like everybody knows her, the nice girl from Community. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like casting all of these like likable mm-hmm. actresses and actors, but they're like she flips it because they're actually not the mm-hmm. great, not great characters, or they were they were somehow complicit mm-hmm. in what happened to Nina. And then the one person who, like, the actor who is usually known for being the villain, uh-huh. Alfred Molina, mm-hmm. yeah. he's the only, he's the one, only one that was good. truly repentant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she spares him her vengeance. Yeah. But he's I like, know. you look at him and you would think, he's yeah, not, he's not the good one. Plus, he's, he's the, the lawyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, also, like, that scene was done really well because, like, you see her trepidation or, like, what she expected to happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, he kept like sub- yeah he was yes. subverting her expectations yes. and like she was afraid like he grabs a hold of her arm and she's like afraid yeah um but well, then he's, he's just like so repentant begging he for forgiveness he something I wrong. Love yeah. that. but i that's one thing that um was interesting because you see her in all these situations and i'm like girl you are a girl well woman but it's like these men like any one of these people could have like raped you or killed you because you're alone with these yeah so like every night that she went out to do this she was like Mm -hmm. taking her life into her hands Mm -hmm. honestly true but it's i don't know if it was me but it's almost like cassie i don't know if it's because of what happened to her well i well one with cassie so let's just put that out there for everyone with cassie who's the main character played by um carrie mulligan Mm -hmm. for her it's almost like it's the death, because she wasn't there for any of it, which mm-hmm. is another reason why she feels guilty, Survivor's because she guilt. wasn't there mm-hmm. when the stuff was happening to her friend, because then she definitely would have made sure her friend wasn't taken by any dude. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's almost like the death of her friend, the aftermath, like, she tried to take care of her, she tried to bring her back, but it's just like, it was eating at her t- until she couldn't take it anymore, and mm-hmm. she left. And it was like, her death is really what's affecting her, making her so hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's almost like she had gotten this thick skin around her. I feel like if any of them tried something, she would have killed them anyway. I really do. Because <laughs> I was like, this girl is just like, she just didn't care. When she tried to get, um, after she got the second woman, yeah. taking her job, you saw that the guy was just yelling at her as she's sitting at the car. Mm-hmm. She just got out and took a crowbar to his car. Yeah, exactly. I Which think that was a really things. important scene because, yeah. like, at first, like, they subvert our expectations where, like, she's not murdering them. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, okay, so she's just, like, doing 
this vigilant, vigilante justice that we kind of mm-hmm. stand behind. Like, she's not doing anything illegal mm-hmm. or whatever. But then, like, there is violence in her, and she is, like, deeply broken. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I feel like that was the only way she could, like, get it out, really. Yeah. That, yeah. that moment was just like, I'm going to hit up this guy's car. When I showed this movie to my mom, I was like, Mom, this movie is excellent. And she was like, okay. She was like, yeah, Whitney, um, it was a really good movie. But I'm actually just really upset about the fact that nobody did anything when you can clearly see that something is wrong. Yeah. With this girl, like clearly, that she was kind of one of my takeaways. It actually, was just kind of like now, I was like, did she not tell her parents about what happened to her? Nina, or she just think Nina killed herself? I think well, because like in the end, they they kind of knew, like you know, because like they were talking about how they thought her. she had gotten better. She was doing so much better, so it was like very obvious, like mm-hmm. you know, so she's. They knew. So do yeah. you think your mom is mad that somebody didn't do anything for Nina or somebody didn't do anything for for, um, for Cassie? It's mad that nobody did anything for Cassie because nobody mm-hmm. could do anything for Nina. Cassie tried to do something for Nina. Mm-hmm. There was just nothing. She they Everything was against outbroke her. her. She, mm-hmm. was, she couldn't come back from it. But my mom was mad about the fact that no one did anything. I think she specifically meant her parents. Yeah. About Cassie, because like when you saw the dad talking to the police officers about she was getting better, it's like then you knew, yeah, that she wasn't good, yeah. and you didn't try to like, hey, put yeah, on some therapy or something. She was really upset about that fact. I'm mm. glad. I'm glad I watched it the second time because I remember the first time I watched it, I was actually kind of upset, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I was like, I don't like this movie, mm-hmm. or like I really didn't like the ending, yeah. and stuff. And I, I really, it was one of, but that's what makes the movie good is like mm-hmm. you think about it and like yeah. you examine like why. I didn't I like that? It's and it the was subversive thing. Yeah, so it's just you sub- want to think that she's gonna give get the come up and yeah, because it's like it's it, it literally is a, rege- a revenge movie, but it's not like revengey in the way Kill Bill and all that stuff is, which has like a male gaze because mm-hmm. it's always like it's the girl fighting and killing. But no, this is her revenge, and it's very much women centered. She's not revengey with a like a knife. She's just doing or a sword or a gun or anything. But you think she's gonna make it, and then it turns on to like, oh, let's be real. She's a woman of her size, and this guy is on top of her. Yeah. And she wants to carve. He's trying to defend himself. He's going to kill her. So it's like they subvert your thinking, and then you're like, wow, that really happened. Yeah. Well, I think it was what made me upset was kind of like this just the sadness of yeah. like in the end, mm-hmm. it's like for her to get her power back, she has to die. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I remember thinking she planned this. I remember I was, when, when I first watched, and I'm not going to lie, when I was watching this, when the first time I was just like, "What is this that Whitney dragged me to?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I'm looking at this and I'm like, where is this movie going?" Because I was like, "Is this a rom com?" Well, again, because I yeah, imagined something yeah. totally different. Mm-hmm. Even the vibe in the beginning was totally different. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, she about to kill some folks, you know? Yeah. Get these dudes." That's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And then the end is what's made me like pop. I was like, "Oh my god, this movie's awesome!" Yeah. So I had the reverse reaction, mm-hmm. but um, what was I saying? <laughs> You said you had the reverse reaction to the ending. Yes, yes, yes. But like you said, watching it again, it made me think about like how sad it was. But then I remember telling Whitney when we first watched it, I thought that she planned it, and Whitney and Whitney was like, "Nah," and I was like, "Yeah, she planned this mess." I just to me, it's like she had a plan in place. No, she did no, have I mean, a she plan. Had a contingency in place. She had I don't a think backup. She wanted to die, but I think she. I'm not sure. That's what okay, I think. It's kind, you know what? See, it's kind of you, like what you, you say thank about you. like her intentionally like like going into these dangerous situations she's Mm -hmm. making that choice and so this is how she like again with that like her life stopped and Mm -hmm. so she's clearly like she's been in this trauma she's never been able to move past yeah she's doing like these really reckless things right and no one's noticing Mm -hmm. and then in the end like her vengeance or her way to get 
justice, mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> um, is is to die. And that's just really sad that, like, in order to be heard, mm-hmm. two women had to die for this story to come out. And that yeah. was just really depressing to me. I was just like, why? Because you, really you want that really, like, like – oh, she killed them, or, like, oh, they went to jail, and she's, like, she can live her life. But, I mean, I think that was really sad because they present this really nice, like, romantic Mm -hmm. arc for her, and it's, like, that's not possible for her. Yeah. And the problem is, and you're right, because this is why I was, like, she planned it, and that's why I think she wanted to die, because if you notice that she was moving on, for a minute there, we were like, mm-hmm. okay, she's getting better. She's, she's moving go. on. She's going like to become the promising one. Like, exactly. for anybody, let it go. Because my thing is, I imagine this was years. Because there, she was about to be, she was 30. So it's years that she's yeah, been carrying years. this. That even mm-hmm. the mom was like, Nina's mom, you would think a mother would be even more upset. But Nina's mom was like, you need to move forward with your life. Yeah. You know, and, but the thing is, when you saw that the guy I she was dating. I interrupt for one second. Because you said you would think the mom would be more upset. I don't feel like it's a matter of the mom not being more upset. I think it's a matter of the mom being more well-adjusted to know that I can't let this dominate the rest oh, of my I life. I guess that's my what I'm trying to say. Gone. Yeah, that you would think... Like, I guess upset Are you talking about right Nina's word. mom or... Nina's, Nina's mom, mom. That you would think Nina's mom would be more stuck like, because yeah. her child died, you know? Uh-huh. But Nina's the one... I mean, Cassie's the one that's stuck. But my thing I was saying is that... um. If you notice the part where she, you think she's doing good, mm-hmm. she even apologized to Madison. But when Madison brings the tape and she discovers that the person she's dating had a hand in it, mm-hmm. as in, well, not complicit. doing anything. He was complicit as in witnessing the event and, and not speaking up when they when people were yeah. talking about this not, and laughing, mm-hmm. not doing a damn thing about it. That's what broke her, I think, to be like, oh, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's kind of what I always wondered about, because the first time I watched it, I was like, did she know that he, like, I always wondered if she already knew that he was semi-involved, or, like, if any of that romance was real, or if that was just her trying to get at him. I would say that... Personally, I absolutely believe that she it was all know. real. Yeah, I think that's what finally yeah, the broke second the time le- I watched it, I was like, the camel's that was real. Was she was like, okay, I found one, a good one, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that she found out that he was complicit in the death of her. Well, I think she. There was always kind of in the back of her mind, like she knew he was still talking to them, even yeah. before they started dating. Right. Like dating, dating. He got invited to the wedding, so yeah. He definitely so she kind of knew she, he was still hanging out with them. So even with that knowledge, she was still dating him. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe she still but he wasn't exactly like wanting to use he him. Got invited, but it's like you know, Al was living yeah, in like, London, so yeah. You know, I don't think he was like, like super tertiary. best friends with them, but yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think because of that, she was like, you know, he doesn't have like that close connection mm-hmm. or anything um he was like you know how always landing on his feet i feel like that speaks to a kind of certain distance like this is just a guy who i knew yeah. but he's always he always seems to like get away <laughs> almost yeah stuff. but yeah. it's not cool and then you know what's interesting is that if you look at um all these kind of movies where these things happen where you know the date rape drug or the you would look at all the films in the past it's almost like this is a joke thing where it's like oh the guy sees the you you see depicted in the past where it's like it's okay, okay to pick up the chick that way, mm-hmm. you know? And no one thinks about it. Not, even me, I was thinking about I was like, how many times have I seen this and thought the girl was the stupid one? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it well, it's like, you know, you shouldn't drink like that or, you know, you shouldn't put yourself in that situation. Yeah, but it's like, I didn't ask to be raped, it's though. It's so interesting. You know? Yeah, because you're right. It's like, it's all about, like, basically They make it a joke. Blaming. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, get the girl, sleep with the girl all the time. You shouldn't be drunk mm-hmm. like the, like the dean said. Uh, well, the dean didn't say it, but she didn't say, oh. Well, maybe. No, it was more like Madison almost implied, like, you shouldn't go out and get drunk all the time because then people won't believe you. And the like, dean, too. No, you shouldn't be a sexual predator. Exactly. And, and the know? dean, too. And then it's like, um, somebody had called this, like, uh, inner misogyny for against women against women because mm-hmm. then we have those, like, excuses that she was bringing up mm-hmm. about how, well, why did you dress like this or why did you do that? You know, mm-hmm. you have this reputation and you, if you don't want to sleep with somebody, you don't, like, all these things she was saying, and like none of this justifies a woman being a rape without. Like, none of it justifies rape at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was almost like it's like we've been taught women even to turn on us mm-hmm. ourselves in this regard with who's at fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I talked about this um, a little bit with um, the "I May Destroy You" um, um, show mm-hmm. that I recommend people watch because the main th- the other I didn't like the main girl too because she was a, she did a lot of drugs. Yeah. And at the same time, you're just like, why are you here doing the drugs? You have people, she did have a friend that was there. Mm-hmm. However, she was doing the drug, but she did not get, she did not ask for the drink that somebody put something in. Mm-hmm. So she did get her drink spiked, which ended up happening where mm-hmm. she got a rape. But at the same time, it's like, is it her fault though? Because she was under the influence, not watching herself. Or, you know what I mean? But anybody who, like, you can watch yourself. All you have to do is look away for one second. For and something can happen. Yeah. So it's like, you can't, even in those situations, you can do everything, the, everything right and still end up a victim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. Okay, so. Sorry, that was really actually kind of like a downer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true though. It's no, true. No, but this is the to- this it's is a the, serious topic. These are the topics. <laughs> all right, y'all. These are the topics. Y'all know we keep it real on the show? I mean, do, do try to do all you can. I mean, it's not, it's not your responsibility to be the one who like it's like it's your responsibility not to be a sexual predator but do all you can i know i just said that you can do everything right and still be a victim but like still fight with all your might i mean well, do one, not go fighting go for that good myself. night that's one thing i would that's why i was like nah i don't go nowhere by myself at nighttime things without somebody i know that is trustworthy mm-hmm. so because even in the show i was mentioning she had a guy friend there who was supposed to be trustworthy, and then we find out later on that he was like, I want to go sleep with this other chick. What do I do with her? Because she's like, oh, she's just faded. You know, she's out, you know? This is still the, I'm, Yeah. And okay. then you at, sure. Sorry, and then at the same time, you're just like, is this friend at fault? Because he was just like, well, I'm just going to leave her. And then he went off mm-hmm. to do something else. So it's like, okay, is he complete? Does he have a hand to, does he have some fault in this, you mm-hmm. know, of what happens to her? So it, I know I, I had a, I know I struggled with that because I was like, well, why did your friend leave you? Like that's ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. But then and we find out later that he called her best friend, and asked her what he should do, and she told him to leave her. And I was like, so are these two people complicit in what happens to this girl? Like, are do they take like just like Ryan? Ryan watched everything. He didn't try and stop it. He was laughing like he even says the words "this is effed up" mm-hmm. on the on the recording. But then also chuckles and laughs. So Thank it's you. Like, it, it's not what you say; it's what you do. What do you think, Jane? What about that part about the onlooker role in in the rape situation? Well, no, yeah, I think that it's definitely like he's not a good guy. <laughs> like, because the whole time you're like, well, he's a nice guy. Like, it goes back to that nice guy mm-hmm. thing and, like, they have that whole arc of being 
you know, in love and he's being really cute and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that happens. But I like that they chose to, like, cement it even further with that scene with the police officer. Yeah. Because it's, like, that's kind of the test. Because I still feel like people can still, like, rationalize in their heads. Like, oh, well, he was a kid. Like, again, like, he yeah. was a kid. He, was, he wasn't he was doing it. Right. He was just, like, he was there. And, mm-hmm. you know, what can he do? Or whatever. I but, like, hmm. but then he, like, actively, like, lied to the police. Yeah, and it's, like, your ex-girlfriend, w- like, went missing. And you know where she went, but you're not at all concerned. And you just go on living your life after yeah. that. Like, he goes to the wedding. <laughs> I agree. That, like, that cemented him as not a good guy. You, He could perhaps have been forgiven for the thing then. He didn't, act, he wasn't the one who raped or taped it. It was not a sign of a good person. The fact that he, like, stuck around and watched it all mm-hmm. and was, like, laughing in the video, that's not good. But, you know, you don't judge someone for the worst things that they've done. We are more. Yeah. Why do you, you want to witness that? Like, No, that's definitely, like, very wrong that he did yeah. that. And, like, but he was culpable. So many <laughs> like, stories of guys doing that. They'll the see the stuff is, and they just witness it. I'm like, why would you, you want to witness you this? You could have forgiven him because, like, Jordan, the lawyer, was forgiven because he actually was guilty. Well, that's the thing. I think that's... I'm sorry. Yeah, no doubt. That was notable because he was the only one who actually asked for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Bo Burnham's character, like, he... Like, even when he is accused and it's, she shows him the video mm-hmm. and it's, like, very clear, like, you were there. Mm-hmm. Your voice is here. Mm-hmm. And then he lashes out and says that really awful thing to her mm-hmm. um, about being a failure. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is who you truly are. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It goes back to, again, where this is showing the what people that think are the nice guy, people that think yeah. they're the good guys. Maybe, Maybe you're not what? so good. Thinking back to that scene, I probably still, in my mind, could have forgiven him as a character. As, you know, people say things they don't mean. Yeah, he was definitely, like, freaked out. But when the cop came, Uh and he lied about not knowing where, that, Mm -hmm. like you said, that's what cemented Mm -hmm. Other things could have been, like, you know, that was a traumatic event. He could have told her everything. He could have told the cop everything. Like, he was young. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he was afraid to go to the cops or something. You could, but if he felt some guilt, okay. No, I'm talking and about, then, he could have no, just I'm told the cop. I'm still talking about the fact that when, he, and then these situations where someone finds themselves in, because people are, like, traumatized themselves, like, I also remember this show I watched called One Mississippi about mm-hmm. Tig Notaro. Well, it's not, it's like a fictionalization about Tig Notaro, this um, a lesbian comedian. Mm. And she was apparently, I don't know if this is actually true or if it was just a fictional thing for the show. But she was molested by her grandfather, step-grandfather. In the show? Or in, in the show. Oh. I, I don't know in real life, because it was supposed to be based on her life, so I don't know. It might, it probably, it may have been true. But her brother, she has a brother in the show, and the brother, like, at one point, she tells her story, because she's like a, she's like a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and she's telling her story of all this stuff that happened, and... Her stepfather is listening to it because it was his dad that did yeah. it, which was awkward. And then her brother's also listening to it, and her brother at that point has this girlfriend, and she looks and she was like, "Did you did you know about this? Did you know?" And he's like, "I didn't know, but you can see he's like, I feel like I probably did." And then at one point he's like crying and he's telling Tig, he was like, "I'm so sorry." She was like, "No, you were nine years old. You were molested too. The fact that he would do that." And he did it. Oh, in he front didn't of remember? 
No, he didn't get molested. She was saying that the fact that he witnessed it, that's oh. a type of... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a... Mm. Yeah, that's very different. I mean, in terms of, like, being children and not mm-hmm. being under, understanding what that is. And, yeah. like, you don't realize the trauma mm-hmm. that it was yeah. until later. Yeah, but yeah. I just feel like some people don't have... Feel like they don't have the strength to come forward, yeah. even if they're not the victim themselves. So I might have been able to forgive the character. Yeah, you kind of maybe would have thought that, but then because I know they're over eighteen. That's mine. Yeah, but then it was just very obvious. Like he actually did have power. Yeah, my thing was when my thing was this was his second chance to do something right because he knew what was going on, like where she might have been, and he still Mm -hmm. didn't try and say anything. Yeah, that was my thing. That was like the the nail in the coffin. Like, dude, you are a shit human being, mm-hmm. yeah. and you think you're great, but your, your silence means nothing. <laughs> anyway, it was just, and yeah. it's really interesting because, like, after rewatching the um the promising young woman's uh YouTube video by the tape, and also rewatching this um character video talking about how they chose the actors based on picking really likable actors mm-hmm. for like the roles of these characters who are not great mm-hmm. and then picking like Alfred Molina who's the only who's, who's always a playing villain, a villain. <laughs> but he's the only one who actually asks for forgiveness and feels any type of guilt mm-hmm. and like responsibility but after going I went down a kind of a small rabbit hole on YouTube and watched this video about true crime like podcasts and TV shows because mm-hmm. I know yeah I, I, I do watch a lot of people getting murked on TV sometimes <laughs> on girls trips like but it was interesting because they were examining it um I, it, I think it might have been another the tape video and they're like like why are women so fascinated with true crime and it's like true crime podcasts they're like it's predominantly women like 72 percent mm-hmm. of the listeners yeah. Are women. Get killed, yeah and it's like no that listen to oh. the podcast oh well then why and they're like they think that women's fascination with this is really like a study in like how not to have this yeah. happen to you. Yeah. Oh, that's an that's interesting perspective. Yeah. Wow. And when you think about it that way, it makes a lot of sense because like, if you're a woman, your whole perspective on the world has to be very different than a man. A man might be walking down the street in a dark alley, and it's not advisable, but he's not going to feel the same type of anxiety that mm. a woman does when oh, it's yeah. dark outside. Like, yeah. we should have you a very to be in the alley. World. Like, don't be in the alley. Well, uh-huh. yeah, not alley. But even just, like, being in the dark, like you said, you don't go out by yourself at night. Like, you, it's a very, I feel like it's probably a very different perspective. A woman has to, like, always kind of be kind of on. Yeah, yeah. we're always aware. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like, in your head, it's always your responsibility to make sure mm-hmm. that you don't get attacked. Mm-hmm. That you don't become a victim. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what's so, that's what I like that she points out to this, because it's like everyone's giving an excuse. Mm-hmm. No one, like not any of them are actually rising to talk about yeah, and you notice that she's the only one that even talks about who Nina really is mm-hmm. as a person. Everyone just saw her like, oh, they don't even try to say her name. She's the only one that continues to say her name, that remembers her with Other beyond this, that, that she was a person mm-hmm. that didn't deserve this. And everyone else, that's like, oh, they're just trying to step away from it as if, you know, they're just trying to push it out of their mind because, oh, it didn't happen to me. I didn't do it, really. She shouldn't have done that. You know that happens. Come on. You know, it's, it's, it's terrible. I feel like it goes back to what you said last episode during um, Black Widow about how the world just really devalues women. women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much so. There's so many different things, attacks towards women. 
and it just it just infuriates you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what do you feel, Jane? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna plug this book. Oh, please do. <laughs> um, we love books. Well, so it's actually a memoir. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about the Stanford swimmer case of the girl who got. So her name is Chanel Miller, yeah, um, and she wrote a book called um, "Know My Name." Oh, I think I've heard the book title. It's I just such haven't... a good book. It's okay. so good. Um, but like she, she, for a long time she was like the anonymous mm-hmm. um, victim, mm-hmm. and like they didn't release her name. Um, and then she releases her book, and she like comes out as the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she was she was raped when she was, you know, she was drinking at a party in mm-hmm. college, um, and she was, you know, raped, and then. Um, some people were passing by and yeah she was like she was next to a dumpster she Mm -hmm. was like passed out and then um like some guys who were who were passing by saw like the dude like trying to get on her Mm -hmm. and they saw that she was like unconscious Mm -hmm. and they you know ran after him and he got arrested or whatever and Mm -hmm. then the whole process of like the case and everything like that so she had already been raped he'd already done it and they just witnessed it i i don't know if it was like the explicit know, like details weird. of like if it was full rape but she was assaulted mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um yeah so he was doing something um yeah but that story and like her process of like bringing her voice back and taking control of her mm-hmm. own story but like mm-hmm. a lot of just the process of like people not believing her mm-hmm. and like blaming her for being at a party and being drunk mm-hmm. and and like just everything that like this story this movie brings up but uh, one of the things that was interesting was because she had a boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they use, like, the voicemail that she left her boyfriend mm-hmm. as, like, proof that, you know, she was, I don't know, like, very over-sexual or something like that. Because oh. she was just, like, she was just saying I love you, like, when mm-hmm. she was drunk or mm-hmm. something like that. And, like, the fact that she had a boyfriend made her more believable mm-hmm. because like you know she wouldn't choose to cheat on her boyfriend with this like young man which is ridiculous because it's like whether or not she she has a boyfriend like that doesn't make a difference but that like made her more believable and and, like just various things that were awful about her case but the book is really great (laughs) because you know she talks about like how like that whole process and everything and being able to take her voice back and she's like a really good writer and Mm. just beautiful (laughs) writer yeah we'll have to plug that information we'll put it in the show yeah yeah but that's interesting because like what you said about that also reminded me when when you said about like making it more believable the same video youtube video about like true crime podcast they were Uh talking about how only like 12 percent of like police force in the united states Mm -hmm. and or like prosecutors are women Mm -hmm. so that like affects how these cases go the investigation yeah because these male colleagues have a tent well a lot of them might have a tendency to dismiss yeah Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. talked she talked a lot about her experience Mm -hmm. like talking to the police afterwards and stuff like that and like just being questioned Mm -hmm. a lot and like um no one really told her what happened, mm-hmm. so she didn't even realize what happened until like the press stories came out. She like, didn't realize she was raped. No, because she oh. she was passed out, and then she wakes up in the hospital, mm-hmm. and all she knows is that she was drinking and she was at a party with her sister, mm-hmm. and she's she's not even a student of Stanford. She had already graduated. She was mm-hmm. just going to a party with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she wake, like wakes up in the hospital and she oh, doesn't know what's happened. Spike her drink? Is that what happened? 
No, no. She was just she, she was, was drinking to the point of Someone passing out. Of yeah. Um, but yeah, so like the police don't even tell her and then she doesn't even find out and it's just like that whole process is awful. I can't imagine mm-hmm. what that was like. You know what <laughs> I wanted to bring up about the revenge movie again because I this the whole take about how even when we see the female revenge movie, it's always about the woman going after the guy and just ending the guy's life or anything. Mm. But I like how, again, this movie subverts that where it just kind of shows that um, he might not have gotten uh, uh, put in for Nina's murder, mm-hmm. but he got put in for Kay- for Casey's, because he, Cassie, excuse me, because he did do that. Yeah. And it kind of just shows that, you know what, we need to be like honest and expose these people for what they're actually doing than just having, you know, you know, Kill Bill where you just go and slice his head. That does nothing for to show what kind of person, you know what I mean? Like, I like that they're saying we need to be honest and expose these people for what they really are doing. You know That's what I mean? That's really interesting that you said that because it makes me think about when I was watching um, the movie. And, you know, Al's the one who raped Nina and he's mm-hmm. also the one who killed, killed Cassie. Cassie. Yes, but he, he insisted he was a great guy. I think his name, Joe, mm-hmm. was the one who filmed mm-hmm. the rape of Nina, and he was the one who was like, okay, we need to go get rid of Cassie's body, mm-hmm. and was like so callous about He's it. He's definitely yes. the driver of, like, bad choices. Yeah. Yes. And it's interesting How quickly because, he came up with like, Al's sitting on the bed next to Cassie's body crying, mm-hmm. and he's like, dude, why is the stripper dead? And then, like, Joe tells him. It's not your fault, dude. And he's like, it kind of seems like it is. He's like, oh, oh, just how quick it is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the first time I watched that, it was just a really weird scene because it's like almost like funny. It is. I found like, it funny. It's like, <laughs> I feel like it is. But it's also, I feel like it speaks to how women are devalued because his friend, he's like, he's clearly killed this chick, but he's like, it's not your fault. Like, Oh, and it takes him like two seconds to yeah. flip from like, and essentially, it's almost like a type I'm of, shocked. I feel like it's almost a type of male entitlement. Like, he's quick to believe it because it's like, just women are just not valued as highly. He's like, it's mm-hmm. not your fault, so we're just going to get rid of the body. And I'm not going to lie, it's, I kind of want, I, I don't want to get racy with it, but it's also, to me, it's like, it's white male entitlement because it happens yeah. in even other situations. Mm-hmm. I, uh, like with the new written Rittenhouse case where, mm-hmm. you know, he's just crying when he clearly did something bad, and he was in his right mind, he took a gun to a protest, and I was like, what do you think is going to happen when you take a gun to a protest? Like, well, and gonna... then he killed some people those trying are, to defend himself. Those are tears not because you're sorry. Those are tears because you're sorry for yourself. Like, you're mm. you're sad about what is going to happen to you. So exactly, those are... but then he gets off. Like, yeah. usually. And he's even got a job now. Like, people are giving him jobs. I'm just I... like... And I didn't watch any of the court case, but I only read one article and looking at what said was said. Kavanaugh did the same thing, by the way. I feel like it wasn't so cut and dry. I feel like he was culpable. It was but complex. I, yeah, it was definitely because complex. They said he went to the thing with a med kit and yes. a gun. And the fact that he went with a med kit, I think he did have the intention of helping. But this is what happens with people who don't have the type of mindset you have to be like if you have a gun yeah you have to have the type of mindset to not like panic and start shooting people yes mm-hmm. like and he was 17 he was too he young was to kid. be able to That's make the like, decision why was he allowed yeah. to even do this like he shouldn't have had the gun well but he did he decided my thing is what i what i don't like about this whole thing is that the, what 
they are doing and what constantly happens, especially with Mike Mail, and it plays into this uh, conversation too with those guys. It's like they don't have to face consequences for the action. That's my mm-hmm. main problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that think they that's are, the they thing get that to get off scot so free, mm-hmm. and that's like that white male entitlement. It's like you don't want to face the consequence of what you've actually done, mm-hmm. and that's not. I mean, it's unfair, but it's like everybody else faces consequences, even for when they don't do things. So it's like, why should you get off? And when you clearly did something right, even in the House of Justice. You clearly did something wrong. You know what I mean? You killed some people. Even if it was an accident, but it was you killed them, you know? So I was just like, I don't know. But, it, like, these guys, too, it's like, we're just going to hide her body. We're, we'll, we'll get rid of it. Do whatever they did. They burned it. And it was just like, so you're not going to face the consequence again for killing another woman when you did the, You know? It irritated me so bad. Mm. And that's my, my that was my main thing is that they feel like they're entitled to get out of that get out of facing responsibility, accountability, I think paying for what they've done. That's what also bugged me the first time I watched it because I was, like, so annoyed about the ending. And mm-hmm. then I was like, that so quickly, that could have not worked at all. Like, that yeah. could have gone so many different ways, like, wrong. Like, mm-hmm. the, the text might have not gotten through <laughs> like yeah. like the i mean Movie obviously made that happen. yeah obviously like, can you do schedule text i know i don't know what that is what but, if the timing didn't <laughs> <run>? <laughs> but i mean yeah like obviously for cinematic purposes like it's this yeah. very dramatic scene and mm-hmm. like that's the vengeance that we finally get but like them coming to rest him at the pool like at his wedding like we all know in real life that that had style (laughs) yeah i know that was beautiful that was my favorite part like in real life what makes me sad is just like that probably wouldn't have i don't know there's so many factors that wouldn't make that ending realistic like anybody else had tried to do this whole plan it would not have like fallen together like that i, I think that's what you're yeah. saying well i mean been, like two dead girls then, yeah and i mean nobody getting i'm not trying to argue about like had, movies I mean, being unrealistic because all who knows if he actually got convicted but he they had enough like motive exposure because they had the video they had the thing that she yeah. sent to jordan so mm-hmm. they had enough to arrest him mm-hmm. yeah without that they wouldn't have but like i feel i don't know where yeah, I mean, that wasn't necessarily a criticism of the movie. It was just kind of, like, my thought process of how, like, depressing, just in general, this I is. Remember. Because, the like... The video, the cake video, it was talking... Emerald was talking about how, originally, that she wrote it to end right as they... Right after they yeah. burned her body. Mm-hmm. And it was just gonna end there. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, ah. Yeah, you, you want that vengeance. So it was really good in terms of, like, a story arc mm-hmm. to have that ending. But then it just made me think, like... In real life, like they even burned her body and nobody would find even out. when there are videos, it's mm-hmm. like people like take apart the videos or like just yeah. like mm-hmm. even when you're presented with all of these facts, it's people still not. Some people still don't yeah. give they, the dirt. And I feel like still going back to the devaluing part or like maybe just the the privilege thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Al might have had the possibility to be not as bad of a human being if it weren't for outside influence, like Joe. He told him, he was like, this isn't your fault. And well, he no, like, he did murder her, though. Like, I, he did. I think that's I a powerful, like, a two-minute, like, the, the fact that they show, like, the whole suffocation scene. Yeah, and it's like, takes two his, minutes. Oh, yeah. his anger and his, like, rage yeah, and at her. Yeah, that part where he was just like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah Emerald like, said she did that on purpose definitely... because she had learned from her father or somebody that it takes it's about two, two minutes, minutes two to suffocate for somebody. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to make sure we clued into that. So that we would not have any doubt that this person's but, not a good yeah, person. I'm not talking about that part. Yeah, obviously he had the intention to kill her. But I'm talking about the remorse part. I feel like he would have been more prone 
absolute worst if it weren't for like outside influences. I feel like so I guess what I'm saying is I feel like society tells these young men mm-hmm. that you don't have to be responsible. This isn't your fault. Like like y'all were talking about like what well, like we were all talking about the I think self preservation. I'm sorry. It's, 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 I, it's I disagree. Like, it's not your fault. I feel and like he would have done maybe, this anyway. This is if these do, if these young men are told this all their life, then they mm-hmm. start to believe that this isn't my fault. You have yeah. a point. It's never my fault because I've been told all my life every time I do something wrong because society values me more, then it's never my fault. I understand the point you're making. Mm-hmm. However, with this particular guy, Al, I don't think so. I just think he was going to be. He just followed the pattern to me. Mm-hmm. I understand his friend is definitely another influencer on that, but I just felt like. I just felt like the way he was, it was like, he's not trying to pay for it. Mm. He oh, would have no, no. come to the conclusion himself. For it. I was just I saying think. that I feel like constant In general, like that oh, mindset. no, I get okay. you. That. I just think, I just think he would have tried to figure out something himself to get out of it. Like, mm. if Joe wasn't there, he would have figured out something else. Like, I just feel like he's that person, you know? Because he didn't want to pay for it the first time. He probably would have, as, as once he got over it, and he would have thought, I'm about to get married. I'm a doctor. Like, he was thinking about all those things mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So, and to me, I was just like, well, that means even if your friend wasn't here, you would have tried to hide her body or something anyway. But that's anyway. my point, though. I guess my point is, I wonder, I'm not saying this is true, but I wonder if that's because of conditioning. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That the, Societal that constructs. Well, that's like a whole... That's a whole yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. But this yeah. is part of it. It's like, it's an institution. It is, it is. It's like yeah. institutionalized. It's systemic stuff. Like, it's systemic. Like, yeah. Like, it's as if, like, young men are taught that you are worth more, so it is never your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm saying if maybe... If That's how like Dreykov talked in the... indoctrination. In, in Black Widow. Mm-hmm. He was like, the world has so many of the little girls. And that, like, was his justification for, you know, abusing mm-hmm. these women... To make them black widows, snatching them from their moms yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what, I think that's kind of like on the lines of what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like, girl, to him, in his ideologies, women, little girls were expendable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just because there's more of us doesn't mean we're not valued. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably it's, about equal. But I think that's, that's what made <laughs> this movie so good. I yeah. think it's just, it exposes so many, like, how, how this culture is just in everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. even with women and with, mm-hmm. with, you know, the men who did it and mm-hmm. then also just things surrounding it. I just like that it shows you, like, oh. But, like, I, yeah, you're right. It's, it's like, it's a great movie because it makes you talk about and think all these about issues. these things. Yes, yeah, I'm really yes. glad that they made it really uncomfortable. Yes, <laughs> yes because it yes. makes you think because it... And it actually, so I was going to go back to what you said before. Like, when I was watching this movie before, as I was watching, I was like, like you, I was thinking in my head, this is a good movie. But I didn't get to, this is a great movie until she actually died. To be honest, when I first saw the movie and he, like, strangled her... And it's, like, the next day. In my head, I'm, like, this is going to be, like, a, this is what could possibly happen to her. They're going to, like, rewind I, Yeah, that. I definitely thought, like, either she's faking it out or oh, yeah, it's it gonna, was, like, like turn back yeah. Time, like, this, is what, this is what could have happened to me. I'm going to, like, make a plan, but this mm-hmm. is how it could go wrong. I seriously did not believe that they were going no, to No, yeah. Her. I literally I thought she like the scheduled text wasn't real and she was literally <laughs> texting like from somewhere else. She like managed to like get away. And then I was like, "No, you see her hand like in the flames." Like Yeah. yeah. And I didn't see her hand the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't. Okay. I don't know why. I I saw it this time and I was like, "Oh god." Yeah. It did happen. And just how cows he just like kicks her hand into like the I fire. Know. I'm like, "Oh my god." Can we just say that that manicure was really nice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say this last point. Do you guys remember how the, the black dude 
you know how like she kind of got exposed because Ryan like saw her yeah. in one of her missions, <laughs> and he was like, "Why'd you have to ruin it? Like, can you imagine?" <laughs> Like, I was thinking about that, like... Like a toddler. Yeah, but it's not just his behavior, but that in his mind, he's like, you had to ruin it. It was like, he had a conquest. It was like, I almost had it, you know? Mm. And it's like, that's that part is what really no, got me. That's actually, guys. that's such a powerful line. Thank because you. it's like, it. she pops the bubble, and mm-hmm. that's like her revenge yeah, of like, making of these guys really yeah. look at what like, they're look doing. Look at yourself, look at what you're about to do. I love that she yeah. didn't go around killing them. Mm-hmm. That she would, because you like you see those the the lines and I'm like oh my gosh she killed all these dudes yeah. before we realize what she's really doing yeah. it's like she's exposing them for their bad behavior be like we see you we know what you're doing you're not a good person mm. you need to really think about it some of them probably went on and be like man that was messed up others I mean he told his friend so he's like you're the weird girl going around <laughs> like ruining this for us yeah but it's, it's like, so terrible it men do better. Men do better. That's my last thing I'm gonna say. But it just—I just want to go back to the take about what they said about. Um, oh man, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, do we have any other final words? Oh yeah, we need to do our rating. What are we gonna rate this film? Um, <laughs> I'm just handing them out like hotcakes. You go first. What is it out of ten? Yep. Yeah, we you can do and a monocle and you can also do a contact if it's like point five something. Oh. <laughs> one point, one glass. The contact is funny. Glasses. Uh, oh my gosh. If it's half a point, then it's a monocle. <laughs> if it's a, yeah. It's a tenth well, of a point. Basically, you should only do in half <laughs> point. It's, it's just that when we average the points, if it ended up like last time, it ended up being I don't like know. 9.25. Because yeah. it's like, <laughs> I definitely feel like this was really good, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to give a movie. I feel like it's really you hard to get a, a perfect score. Ooh, it was definitely like very a. Critical. <laughs> well, no, not. No, it's okay. I'm just joking. I, I guess it's because. I mean, it's not like you watch this movie and you're like, this was so enjoyable. <laughs> like, but I don't think all movies have to be enjoyable. So uh, They can inform, which is yes. even better. Or cause a or, transformation. Yes. Yeah, a reckoning. I, like nine, nine glasses and a monocle. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like very close. All I just, right. I don't know if I... I don't, I, I don't know if I can give the 10 to anything. Okay. So. I, I, I'm with you, and I'm actually going to just say a full nine glasses. That's what my thing was, mm-hmm. because like you said, it's not like, oh my God, it's a 10. But I wanted to get it was close enough to me, for me, because mm-hmm. of what it has to say. So I gave it a full nine monocle. I mean, damn. <laughs> I gave it a full nine glasses. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I just wanted to say monocle, I guess. I know. Nine is I'd for like me, and Jane is nine glasses and a monocle, and I'm mm. just nine glasses. And Whitney, your last one? All right. Well, I'm giving them out like hotcakes Hey, I'm giving it ten glasses. <laughs> and I believe you're, you're actually averaging it now because we can do an average with three people. <laughs> The average actually comes out pretty even. It comes out to nine glasses in the monocle. Hey! The all right. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to have some contact lenses, but no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So, Jamie, just want to thank you again for coming on and Thanks talking to us about this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I like You're having these conversations. Dealing with our singing and everything. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, entertaining. <laughs> You're awesome. All right, guys. So, that is it from us. Again, we want you guys to go ahead and watch um, let's let us know in the comments in our uh, Instagram page and our Facebook page mm-hmm. about what you guys thought about Promising Young Woman. And Rate check us. it out on HBO Max, you guys. It's yes, on indeed. And so now we're going to what, y'all? Blur it out. Blurred out. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to our show on whatever podcast listening app you use and share the show with other blurred and non-blurred family and friends. And if you like our episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. The intro and outro music is Twilight by Caption. You can find them on SoundCloud, username Caption, spelled C-A-P-S-H-U-N. The show notes are by Bola Hansen, and the audio engineering is by Whitney Booker. And you can contact us by email at blurredtalkbw at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to get social, you guys. You can find us on our social media at Instagram and Twitter with our at handle being at blurredtalkbw. And we've got our individual things going on too, y'all. So you can find me, your Blurred Fashionista, on Instagram and Twitter at BolaStoryB. That's B with two E's like the insect. And I've got my own personal YouTube channel, just Bola Sade. That's B-O-L-A-S-H-A-D-E. D's and dog, E is an elephant. And this is Whitney. You can find me at my company, Luminavi Studios. The email address is wit at luminavi.com. That's W-H-I-T at L-U-M-E-N-A-V-I.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Luminavi Studios.